0: Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Listen Carefully. I am your host, Jen, and the title of this episode is called Be Proud of Who You Are Becoming on the Journey. And the reason that this episode is called that is because it takes a minute to stop and realize just how far you've come on your journey. And even though you're not where you need to be or where you're ideally headed, This is the time where we get to celebrate you on your way. You are fully in the journey and this is the magic moment that you will be remembering and looking back on and simmering on. And because the journey that I am on and the journey that I am sharing is all feeling based, it feels really important to me to Pause to be in that moment of feeling in order to appreciate everything that has come into fruition in my life. So, I just want to start by saying that I'm feeling so thankful. I'm about to turn 30. Let's see, 2017, I got sober. So, I'm about to turn 30 this year in July. And in August, I'm about to have my six year sober anniversary. And ever since I became sober, it's not that I didn't have this access to my emotionality. However, it really uh, brought deeper levels of awareness. And to be honest, my life got trippier since choosing to honor myself, honor my vessel. And in this past year, I would say, especially October was like the ignition of my um, health journey on a new level. So I'm awakening with my health, I'm awakening with my connection to myself and I'm entering my 30th year. This year I'm coming out of my Saturn return and I'm fully stepping into my power in this new way, continuing on my journey with sobriety, continuing on my health journey. I love to say lately, when life gives you lemons, flush your liver, meaning meaning we get to contribute to our longevity the liver is the place where our emotions stem, our fire, our passion. And in ancient Chinese medicine, the liver is the anger. And all ever since a kid, anger was always so tricky for me to access. And that was because um, my anger was repressed. So there was never room for me to be angry because that was for power and control. That was for authority. That was really reserved for my father figure, you know, for my dad to um, be in that role because it meant that he was serious, all of these things. So the, some of the signs that I've seen over the years that have really amplified my own repressed anger Um, And this comes up in therapy and it has been coming up in therapy for me probably ever since 2016 when I started is the sense of like never feeling angry, but often feeling sad or depressed in the therapy session. I'll have this overwhelming anger come over me and what will happen is sadness will rescue it. There won't be that chance for me to execute anger. And it's not because I'm like afraid I'm gonna hurt my therapist or it's not because I'm ashamed for her to see me in that way. It's just that I've never accessed it yet with her there, with her as my witness. There've been moments when I'm on a walk or there've been moments when I can channel this anger and I feel so proud and I'm like, oh my gosh, I wish she could see me in this right now. But that doesn't mean that I won't be able to access it someday in, in the chair. Um, I'm hoping that some do I will, but there's no pressure to either. And again, therapy is not about being perfect. It's not about school. It's not about performance. But I just think it would be special one day to be able to access it just in terms of measuring my growth. So other ways that I've had these tells that my anger has been repressed could be being really cynical, sarcastic, being uncomfortable with conflict or confrontation. This has been a pattern in my life. Um, sometimes I would choose like more discomfort rather than just facing things head head on, you know, or being, being honest with myself or others, if it would be easier to, um, contort or distort or make myself a pretzel and be different versus being like, actually, I'm not available for that. Let's look at an alternative. Like that would be like just the easy direct way, which I'm stepping more into, but I noticed, especially in my teen years, whenever I'd have conflict or whatever, I would I would go along to get along and say, yeah, that's totally fine. Oh yeah, I'm available for that. But, but meanwhile, behind the scenes, I'm not available for that. I got to go rearrange my life so I can be available for this thing that I think I need to impress somebody with versus just being honest and saying, no, that doesn't work out. Let's look at an alternative. It was very much like wanting to fit in and then the lack and scarcity on top of the repressed anger. So yeah, this can also show up with like the feeling that need to control the things in my life and that was modeled to me through scheduling and having like everything booked so that I never had time to feel. Um this also this repressed anger also showed up for me with chronic muscle tension, headaches, my my shoulders, you know. Um difficulty setting boundaries even though the moment the conversation ended I would be like, why didn't I say the thing? You know, why couldn't it come out and I would sabotage myself, punish myself for years because I thought I was the problem. When in fact, um, this was part of my repressed anger and rather than beat myself up and bully myself for it after the fact, I just learned that over time I can practice and become better at it and become more confident. You don't just wake up one day and become confident to set boundaries. You set the boundary, face the discomfort, learn you didn't die from the discomfort And move through the discomfort anyways, move through the paranoia anyways, move through any of the old patterns of self-hate, holding yourself gently by the hand to remind yourself, hey, this is the first time you're setting boundaries, go easy, you know? And a big one for me too would be like dissociating, shutting down, avoiding or isolating when I was upset, um, you know, needing connection, but not knowing how that could look, um, I used to complain when things didn't go my way, rather than speaking up in the moment, this is something I would like growing up, I would complain to my parents, but then it would almost be like, well, why didn't you say something in the moment? Now we've almost reversed the role, the roles where they'll complain to me about something and I'll be like, why well, didn't you bring it up in the moment? You know? So we're all at our own tolerances with those kind of things, but Yeah. It's like, I am, I am letting go of that feeling guilty or that feeling ashamed or the feeling bad when I feel angry, because I know that my anger is sacred and I know that it's leading to something bigger and deeper and more important. And, and honestly, what sets me like on fire, what ignites the magic within and what puts me in my power to serve, to serve myself, to serve the families and the communities that I work with, And to be able to have my best foot forward. If I am able to take care of myself so deeply and so nourishing, then I am fully available to lead my life in the direction in which I choose. So that feels super empowering. And I wanted to talk about the decision of stepping into your power, congratulating and celebrating yourself on the way for what you've accomplished. And again, this sense of like, oh my gosh, I'm not there yet, but like you were well on your way and you deserve to be celebrated inside of the process too. Because let's be honest, when you arrive, you're going to think back to your journey. And the truth of the matter is, is you're in the journey now. So there's no harm in slowing down and stopping to enjoy it because I know that as the years go on, you'll wish you were able to look back on it. So for what it's worth and for just maintaining that consistency of celebrating self, staying connected to self. um, I wanted to share that. And I also wanted to talk about what we energize gives, what we choose to energize is what creates excitement in our lives. So for me, the energy becomes different when I decide. So if I make a decision and I energize something, first of all, I'm the manifester. So, this is the pattern and this is how it works for me. When I energize something, it's not that I'm putting it on a pedestal, but it's that I'm fully excited from a place of heart. And I know that I can bring value to it. So, whether it's an event or whether it's this birthday trip that I'm taking, I'm going to London to visit my friend Madeline, and then we're going to Iceland together, and then we're going to go back to London. Which, by the way, both of my grandparents on my mom's side, my mom's mom and dad, London was their favorite place in the world as sides from Oregon. And so to honor them, I am bringing some of their ashes with me so that they can come on the trip with me. And obviously, they're going to be there with me anyways. But to scatter some of their ashes in their one of their favorite places in the world is going to be a very special tribute. And so I'm looking forward to that. And I'm romanticizing my life in these ways. You know, it's like I'm energizing like the vision and I'm holding that dear to my heart, close to my heart. So when I decide that things are going to be magical, like the weeks leading up to it, the days from before, you know, these magical things are happening. And I'm not saying that it's only because I decided, but I'm saying that With my decision comes that co-creation from the universe and it makes it even more potent and powerful. So get in your decision, you know, get in that decision, anchor it in, make it real, do what you would need to do to know that the decision has been made. Make take the actions that you would need to take, whether that's from your higher self, to know that this is indeed the version of you that you're moving forward with, you know. Like. At the beginning, when I said, when life gives you lemons, flush your liver, we underestimate the power of health because we have so much marketed to us that we've been so brainwashed and conditioned that we actually need more outside of ourselves to satisfy what's internal with ourselves. But I just have to say, and I have to brag about my experience with my liver flush that sense really tuning in in that way. I have um, experienced clarity in my left knee and my left ankle um, in my lower back. My allergies have been lifted. My breathing has been deeper, my neck tension and my pain is relieving. You know, my sinuses are clearing. my eyes are becoming more clear. I can't say that like these have been overnight shifts and changes, but through that deeper clarity, Life just continues to keep happening and continue to unfold. And it almost feels like a rush of energy. I'm becoming more available to myself. I'm becoming more available for myself. And what I was saying earlier about the repressed anger, I'm becoming more unshakable in my boundaries. My boundaries around what I allow in and out of my life and my boundaries around what I am and am not available for. And it's been so beautiful to watch myself in my own evolution and to watch myself shed the layers and patterns that no longer serve me. Any fears that I have that are arising, you know, and this can be boundaries around myself, boundaries around, you know, friendships, clients, anything like that. Um, what I learned is I, you know, I am amazed at what can come out of me, what can come through me, you know, what can come through me. And I have a profound knowing and a deep trust of my body that my body can do its thing, rather than me thinking that my way can do everything, you know, even from that ego place, I have to surrender and allow my body to have its own agency, have its own authority. It's been such a gift to witness. And that's the thing about health is it's not an overnight fix. It's a long-term journey. It's the same way like your mental fitness, your physical fitness, your emotional fitness happens on a journey in cycles over time. You can't really just go to the gym one day and then be fit for life. It's a continual practice through different seasons through different developmental stages and through different interests that are going to peak our capacities in different ways. And so I had that realization and that reminder that my experience trumps everything. And I want you to really let this land for yourself too. You could be told so many things, taught so many things, read so many things in books. But those are someone else's words. Those are someone else's experiences. Take those with a grain of salt, because when you have the guidance for you and of course i'm not a medical provider so disclaimer whatever i share is not medical advice whatsoever but i think it is worthwhile to say that you are your own greatest teacher because you know yourself best more than anyone else even if they are your healthcare provider you get to tap into your own intuition when it comes to your choices that way so yeah, I got to release, you know, the intensity of fear, the intensity, the intensity, right? It's not that the it's not that the fear goes away; it's that our perception around it shifts. So through these deeper levels of awakening, what I have, what I have been resisting, um, I get to let it flow in a different way, and I get to let it find peace in a different way. And as a result, I'm not feeling so attached to how things turn out because I don't need them to go a certain way. They don't have to like um, revolve around my identity or anything like that. I can just allow it to be what it is. And I can allow myself to be intuitively led. You know, if things are just as scary as they are thrilling, I can still jump in that this is like what life is, you know? And I came on here to record right now because I just felt that spark and I felt that ignition that reminder that kickstart of like wow I can find that peace and comfort and home within myself I don't actually need anything outside of myself to give myself that permission even if that's how I've operated in the past so you know as powerful as you are it's about to turn up even more realizing what comes with that so when you're in your own integrity, when you take your own responsibility, you get to check how regulated is your nervous system? How much do you like yourself, right? Because our level of comfort, when we're being thrown into different situations in life, different scenarios, just all kinds of unknowns, we think our day is a certain way, we have things planned and scheduled, and yet, even within that illusion of security, I've had this deeper knowing of like, hey, it can still shuffle and shift, you know? This is not set in stone. And so I get to be authentic, about where I actually need to let go versus uh, being so deep in a thought or a feeling, I can allow it to uh, shift and change. And I can embrace being weird because it's not, you know, who I am. It's just a fleeting moment. And I've been very much tuned into the death. Reminds me too, that there's death and rebirth, even in each moment, you know, moment to moment, we practice the evolution of time. So I've been practicing more to see things with my heart versus my eyes. Definitely see things more with my ears, letting things land. On a frequency level. And then, of course, this is how I create a level of repetition. I freaking love repetition. I love it so much. And I've also been thinking about the shows and the characters and movies that I was watching as a kid. And I've been noticing how I can watch it again and again. And so I guess I think a little bit. Life Size was the first movie that I ever cried to and I watch it every June because it just represents transi- transition and change and also different levels of grief for me but I've seen this movie gosh like at least 20 times in my life maybe even more and this past June when I watched it again I realized something that I never realized before and it and it was what I tapped into from a deeper level of acceptance I thought that the spell wore off which is why Eve had to turn back into a doll but what I came to realize and what had seemed so obvious in the movie is that she chose to reverse the spell she chose to be resourceful she decided she didn't just let life happen for her and to her she made that conscious choice and so it put me at a new level of awakening Because, like, the mom made a choice, the daughter made a choice, the doll made a choice. Everyone's making choices. And because everyone's making choices in their highest alignment, that is the greatest, highest good of all beings and the cohesion of everybody. But it's all coming from a heart centered place. So if everybody's coming from heart, it elevates the entire field. And that clicked in for me so powerfully this time around when I was watching, because I was more empowered than other times that I've been watching it. You know, I think back to, um, the end of 2019, when I decided to, um, get off of hormonal birth control and even just in those, in these last almost, you know, three and a half, almost four years now, gosh, that's so wild, but like, I've been shedding so many layers of what I like thought I needed to be to become who I really am. And even though those were past versions of me, I feel like I'm just getting even more to my core and it is becoming more empowered. I'm not seeing things like from that victim mindset anymore, you know, because Pete's dragon was also one of my very favorites to watch as a kid. That was so captivating for me, which has also allowed me to tap into dragon energy. And I mentioned this on Instagram, but it's worthwhile saying it again. I was meditating and this purple dragon came through and told me his name was Cornelius. And after the meditation, I Googled, um, what does Cornelius mean? And it means horn. And it's no coincidence that I've picked up my saxophone again and started playing. And so I was like, wow, I think the dragon energy is present when I play my saxophone. This also helps me to feel connected to my grandma, my mom's mom, because she gave me her saxophone and I've played her saxophone in middle school jazz. Band. So again, it's just like this, these things that are a coincidence, but that they all connect. And then that next day I was talking with the client and it turns out Cornelius is the name of a dragon in, in a show. I forget the name of the show that he said to watch, but I'm going to check it out. But, it, but Cornelius is already like a character and I had no idea so when you think about your favorite show as a kid and I made a post about it too just to see everybody's different versions so I'm excited to go watch I've got a big list of you know when I'm ready to connect with my inner children in those moments I can go in with like a movie and find, it, find what I need you know and just play in my imagination but I feel like I've stepped into a whole new level of empowerment and there is a reason why these were our favorite shows you know it wasn't random it was a part of our soul recognition and it was a part of us that felt really seen and heard and understood through these characters so what I am stepping into and what I am further challenging myself with lately is to play more, to be more in my imagination. Remember that power that I can channel when I was so connected as a kid, because my inner child is my portal to my magic. And I don't have to fear my potency anymore. I can allow energetic availability and I can be clear, you know? So, Just allowing yourself to take the lesson of being present and being responsible for your own energy. And your life gets to look radically different as you choose to step into the dance, you know? So it's kind of like um, Macaulay Culkin in Home Alone where he said, I'm not afraid anymore. And then he goes outside and he's like, guys, did you hear that? I said, I'm not afraid anymore. And then of course, like the neighbor comes by and, you know, he perceives the neighbor as scary. And so then like a second later, he screams and runs back into the house, which again is beautiful irony because it's like, we see these neighbors and these people around and we have these stories of who we think that they are in our heads. And yet, if only we took the time to talk to them, it would shatter every single assumption or, you know, guess that we might've had about who they really are. And that's the beauty and that's the gift. So I encourage you to stay open. I encourage you to stay honest, stay true to yourself and let me know how you're celebrating yourself. So I want to celebrate you too. Thank you so much for being part of this community. I hope you're having a beautiful summer. Take good care and I will see you next time.